0: hi
1: i am here with christy christy first off before we start anything today is christy's birthday so we're going to sing her happy birthday because everyone deserves it now i cannot sing if you don't know christy she leads worship correct yes Yep, she leads worship. So she is a beautiful singer and she's going to have to deal with some off-key, crazy (laughs) heather right now. I wish I had. She doesn't like cake. So um ice cream. Ice cream, cherry pie. (gasps) Cherry pie. I wish I had some cherry pie. Send you. I'm I'm writing this note down though, because I'm gonna send you some at some point. You're gonna get some cherry pie. So happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Christie, the best coach ever. Happy birthday to you. Miegel, Thank you very so, much. That, that wasn't terrible. It. Well, it wasn't great. <laughs> this is That's the deflecting you to do. It's okay. <laughs> this is the deflecting part. Like you know, what was good?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> no, it was good. The um. The emotion behind it was fantastic. Oh, Christy, that, that warms my heart. So if you don't
1: know Christy, this is Christy. Christy is a former Methodized mom client. She has stepped into being a success coach with our program. Um, she is an amazing worship leader. She is a beautiful child of God. And I'd love for you just to, let's see, um, give us something you love, something you dislike, and this is very off cuff, but your favorite Bible verse.
0: This is like like in no life in yep. general. Oh, what I love is easy, my family. What I dislike is um, Liars. Um, and what was number three? Bible verse. Favorite Bible verse, it's uh, Psalm 103. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins, heals all your diseases, who satisfies your desires with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles.
1: Who can close scripture like Christy? (laughs) I'm going to say, if you can't, we should study a Bible verse.
0: (laughs) I only know it that well, because I learned a song that is the verse. So fair. That's fair enough. Fair.
1: So before we hop into today's live, which is about labels, which I love because we just gave a bunch of labels of what Christy was, what Christy does, who Christy is, but that's not her true label. Um, I'd like to pray over all of us. So Lord God, we thank you for bringing us together today. I know Christy and I prayed before we got on this live, but Lord, again, thank you so much for her life, her spirit, her beauty, just the person that she is. She is selfless and she is helpful and she is beautiful inside and out. Lord, I just ask that you speak through us today to break down some barriers that may be holding your children, your daughters back from realizing who they really are. Lord, help us to break down walls that um, are allowing women to believe lies that the enemy and the world is speaking over them and help them to see that truth is found in you. In Jesus name we pray, amen.
0: Amen. Okay.
1: So we've got a few happy birthdays. I told Christy before this, I wasn't going to read comments, but here I am. Um, so you've got birthday wishes from Amanda and Jenny, and check back. Um, today we're talking about labels and Before we get into that, I want to give the definition from Webster's on labels, and then Christy, we're going to break down what you think labels are. So a label can be a few things. A classifying phrase or name applied to a person or thing, especially one that is inaccurate or restrictive. I love this because so often we place these labels on ourselves like, oh, we just are because of our past right lazy not able to commit um just destined for this life and the dictionary even says that especially one that is inaccurate or restrictive in the other definition Mm -hmm. of a label is a slip such as paper or cloth attached to something to identify or describe it a word or phrase that describes or names something or someone Label can be a verb, can be a noun, can be a bunch of different things. So I want, before we really break down this, Christy, for you to tell us your thoughts on labels, because this live came to be from a conversation we had and your thoughts on labeling are so good. So can you break down your thoughts on labels and and how they relate in the world and how they should relate in the world, in the word.
0: Okay. Well, see, I don't. not all labels are necessarily bad. Some of them are, some of them are very, very obvious. One of my labels is I'm a wife. Another one of my labels is I'm a mom. I, like you said, I lead worship. I'm a worship leader. Those aren't necessarily bad labels, Um, but then there are all the other labels that can be stuck to me by other people, um, I am very, very forgetful. I have a very good reason for it, but not not everybody knows that, so forgetful. Um, I have been, uh, this, I am on my second marriage. So um, at one point I was told um, in a church in a specific denomination that because I was divorced, I couldn't have any leadership positions within the church. So that was a label, and that is a failure. That's seen as a failure as well, but a lot of those labels that get stuck on us by the world or or that we are looking to have stuck on us by the world, like the idea of successful, the mm-hmm. idea of beautiful, the idea of you know perfect wife, mom, friend, whatever, whatever, whatever. What the world sticks on us has a very different definition than what it should be. What is success really? For, for many, success is what's sitting in your bank account and the car that you're driving and the house that you live in. Is that really success though? Or is success finding what it is that brings you joy and being able to do that on a regular basis? Or is it something else? Success is a different definition for each and every single person. So you have to be careful about the definition of that label as well. But then those are the labels. Um, young, youth is a big... Uh, Mm. label that gets stuck on us? Are we, are we young enough, youthful enough? Are we energetic enough? Are we skinny enough? Are we um, hip enough? Are we trendy enough? All that kind of stuff. Are we good enough uh, for the world? And when you flip it around and say, what are the labels from God? It's a very different idea. I was, I was talking through this with my husband and who better than the one who created you to stick a label on you he created you he's he's the one who knows you in and out and upside down and backwards and forwards and all that kind of stuff and the labels that he sticks on you are beautiful and chosen and uh woman of purpose and Mm. child of god and like those are the labels that the word sticks on us so yeah but why are we so much more accepting of what the world sticks on us than we are of what the Bible sticks on us? Why is it so hard to accept that I am chosen, that I have purpose, that, that I am here for a reason, that I'm not a waste of time, you know, that my failures are, are there. He knew my failures would be there and he intends to use them to further me and, and, and help people for his kingdom. And it, as, as far as the world is concerned, those failures are supposed to be my, my biggest defeat, mm. uh, it's supposed to be the, the thing I'm the most ashamed of. No, that's what I can step up on. You know, that's part of those rocks on that mountain that I'm climbing. It all depends on how you look at those labels, you know, did I answer so the question? Good.
1: Yes. She okay. always more than answers the question. Isn't she the best ladies? Um, I love this. So you said a few things that were really good. Um, you're like youth, you know, we're, we're constantly trying to be more youthful and look younger and stop these and stop this from looking how it's supposed to look. Right. And we're like, Oh, I want to get rid of all these smile lines. I want to look like I've been miserable my whole life. And I've never smiled and I don't need to look like I I thought today. I was like, man, I look really tired. Oh, I am because I'm a mom. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, you know, you know what I could do is hide that and pretend that I'm like, I'm not and slap a Mm -hmm. smile on my face, or I can go, no, I am tired today. Like it's been a long week and I'm not immune. You're not immune to Mm -hmm. being tired. So why do we constantly go like, all right, well, we're going to look and correct this and we're going to correct this. And we're just going to look like this and like, everything's okay, but also not okay. I'm going to look scared at the same time. And this is, this is how the world wants me to be. I love it because God views youth and experience older people differently than we do. So we're constantly trying to like reverse time. Like I shouldn't have any SAG and I shouldn't look like I had three kids. It's like, no, you did. And that's great. Mm -hmm. Like let's embrace that fact. Why do you want to go back to high school, 18 year old version of yourself when we should be embracing the changes of getting older as women, but we view youth as like this, this good thing that we should get back to, but we also view it as inexperienced and
0: Mm-hmm. as
1: immature and naive but god shows young people and you see time and time again like these new generations of believers in the bible coming through and they tend to be the one that are taking charge and sometimes mm-hmm. your inexperience and your uh naivety not a word but we're going with it how naive you are to lead you to better things someone can lead you into better things because they are naive, right? Mm -hmm. So often we stop and go, well, I can't do that anymore. Like I've I've seen too much. I know too much. I've got too much to lose. I'm not going to do X, Y, or Z. That's the old, right? The mature. We're supposed to be mature, yet we allow our experiences and our past to hold us back from moving further. So yes, when we're youthful. I'm not talking. We want to be youthful, like no lines on our foreheads and never tired. I can't even make my eyes. If I tried look, not tired. I would just look (laughs) weird, but we try to like go back physically to our youth, but we don't allow ourselves to be youthfully mentally strong, right? Like, yeah, God said to move. I'm going to move. Like we do that so easily when we don't have kids or a family or a house or anything else. We allow our maturity and our experiences to hold us back. We allow those labels that the world has just stuck on us Mm -hmm. to say, no, I'm I can't, I can't do that. Look at my sticky notes that are attached to me. Look at what the world has called me. Like I'm here. I'm not capable. I am a failure. I've tried before and I can't do it. We allow these, these paper papers or cloths or sticky notes to hold us back from what God is trying to do. He wants us to stay youthful in our love of him. Mm -hmm. He wants us to be youthful in our trust of him. He wants us to not think about every wrong thing that could happen, but when he says go, that we just go. Go. We don't just go, yes, but actually, no, that makes no (laughs) sense. Nothing God is going to tell you to do That's a lie. Some things do make sense. But most of the time for me, you can tell me in your experience, when God tells you to move, is it always like, yes, that lines up exactly with where my bank account is now and where my kids are in school and where I am with my marriage? Does that typically happen
0: for you? No, 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 No. And would it grow your faith if it did? Uh, No. If everything was easy, I wouldn't have to believe in anything.
1: Right. So if there is something in your life right now that God is calling you to move on, that you are procrastinating on, you're allowing the maturity, which is a good and a bad thing, your experiences, which is a good and a bad thing, to hold you back from walking into new promises that God has for you, step into it and see what he can do. Because he can use even your mistakes for his good. Yep. Your best is not behind you. There are still good things that God wants to do for you if you are courageous enough, which we are, Mm -hmm. to step in and say yes to his next best for us. Christy and I talked a little bit before this, and I'd like to get your dive and your thoughts on this too. We put so much weight on these slips and these papers and these cloths, as Webster says of a label that are put on us sometimes good like oh you are a give me something good Christine. mom, mom.
0: that's a good thing right most days yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> most of the time my kids would argue that or i would argue that this past weekend like being a mom overrated that's what i yeah. said to dustin this weekend <laughs> dealing with broken bones and emotional people, like, uh, mm-hmm. override it. I didn't sign up for all this. Where's my happy, perfect family and my white picket fence. Isn't that mom and wife thing? No. Yes. Okay. No. Okay. No. So sometimes it is good. Like mom and what God spoke of you, but oftentimes we don't put enough weight into that. And we put more weight into the failure or the letdown or the inconsistent. All of these things that are just paper, but God broke the chains of our sin in our past. So how are we putting more weight on a sticky note than we are for what Jesus did for us on the cross, breaking our chains of that. Why do we get this note that comes in and we allow it to stick in our brain and replay in our brain? What are your thoughts on that?
0: Do you think that maybe that? kind of works into um things like actually believing that god did break those chains like he said it i said it in a prayer i believed it for a minute but it doesn't always just happen so it's a matter of continuing to believe it and it's also very simply i can see that person that called me that i have to work with that person that did that to me i have to sit in church you know, four pews over or 15 seats over from that person who said that I have to, I am still friends with people who are friends with my ex-husband. I have those physical reminders on a regular basis of those negative things, those negative labels. I I can see that. I can touch that. I can read that online. Um, but when you're talking about believing That God is a chain breaker. You never actually physically saw those chains break. And in many places, in many times, uh, the chains that are being broken are things that have held on to us for a very long time, a mindset that has held on to us, a belief about ourselves that's been like hammered into us for years that now we have to work our way back out of. Sometimes that stuff is, it feels more difficult to work your way out of it. If you grew up with uh, a mom or a dad telling you that you were dumb and lazy and never would amount to anything, it's really hard to convince yourself after you get fired from a job mm-hmm. that you're not dumb and lazy and you're not going to amount to everything, anything. It's really hard to remember. No, God told me better. It's a it's a challenge to flip that around and remember uh, what He said. Uh, and place that on you when you have that boss sitting there looking at you calling saying no sorry we don't need your nothingness anymore Mm. um i think a lot of it lies in our own belief and for some reason we are more willing to believe the words of man than we are to believe the words of god i think that has a lot to do with what we see there's there's a line in a song give me vision uh, to see things like you do. Mm. And that is, that's a very big prayer. I sit, I sit in church and I lead worship. I see these people and I see these people with very human eyes and sometimes can get very, very frustrated with what does or doesn't happen. But wait, he knows them a whole lot better than I will ever know them. He knows exactly where they are. He knows their hearts. He knows what's going on in their head. Help me to see them with the love that you see them with. Mm. You know, it's it's perception and mindsets and what you choose to believe. You have to take those thoughts in your mind as soon as that comes. See, I knew I would suck at that and stop that as soon as you hear it and say, No. God said, I am more than a conqueror. You know, God said, I am a new creation in Christ. Old things are past and new things are come You have to you have to take control of your mind and that's the that's the hardest thing in my opinion to get control of to hear those thoughts going through those brain your brain yeah. those thoughts that question should i really be doing this am i good enough for this i'm not really sure that they want i'm 44 that is pretty old in worship leader age group in a lot of churches so should i really be doing that like am i young enough for this still and all that no I I am doing this because this is what he has called me to. Yes, I do belong here. I do belong doing, sitting right here at my kitchen table, having a conversation with whoever is watching and whoever watches the recording. I am here for a purpose, for such a time as this, as as he told uh, Ruth, I'm forgetting Esther, as he told Esther, you are here for such a time as this. And and taking all that negativity and all that crap and all those labels, take them suckers, tear them up, chuck them in the trash where they belong, because it's what he says. Yeah, it's it's not all the junk that runs through our head. People, we tend to go down rabbit trails constantly about what could or couldn't happen, and all that kind of all that kind of mess. Grab it. And and put it at the foot of the cross where it belongs. Amen. And sometimes when you say, God, I I can't get this to stop happening i need you you know just it's tough it's for me it's it's what we are willing to believe for yeah it's it's easier to hold on to what you can see physically than what what you can't see physically but then also taking control of this sucker right here yes and that is work and that is not work that ever stops sorry there's not an easy fix to that it gets easier but it's It is not an easy fix.
1: Christy and I talked about this in Paul, right? Mm -hmm. He talked about his thorn in his side, but how often do we have a thorn in our mind that we are constantly battling? And sometimes no matter how hard we pray or how hard we ask God to take something away or how much we wish it and we tithe and we do all these things, God still goes, no, you need that for either someone else or for yourself to keep you humble or for your growth and your faith to continue to improve and not for you to become stagnant. So I love that you said, you know, we're, we're putting weight more on the physical things because I think for a lot of us, we believe that Jesus died for our sins. We believe Jesus performed miracles. We believe he did those things in the past, not that he still does those things in the future because we take for granted the this, the what he's doing up here. In this society, we glorify so much the outside and the feeds and the reels and the Instagrams and the TikToks of everyone else that we take for granted and overlook what the miracle that Jesus is doing now that you took a breath is a miracle. What's in your bank account doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And the weight that you are right now doesn't matter. God isn't going to love you more if you have a million dollars or if you're a size two. Yep. He loves you as much as he's going to love you right now than he did yesterday. He loves you the same. He is the same. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So you can't mess that up. And I think that's such an easy thing to take for granted because in this world, we mess up and people respect us less. Yep. We mess up and people value our opinions less. We trip up and people go, oh, well, see, she's just career, not a health coach. Like, what's she talking about? <laughs> or she's not a good mom. Who would do that? And we instantly have this moment of, oh, you're not, you're less than what you said Mm -hmm. you are, but God doesn't do that with us.
0: And I I think one of the, one of the interesting things about that, one of the things that rolls through my head is we all have our strengths and our weaknesses. And just like he built in us those strengths, he also built in us those weaknesses. And we look at those weaknesses, like they are they're the bad part of us. Mm. They're the part that we want to hide, they're the part that we don't want to see. Let's build mm. up our strengths, look at my awesome biceps, ignore the flabby triceps. You know, that that kind of thing. But he put them both in there. And sometimes I don't even necessarily know why, to balance us out or to remind us maybe that we do still need him or you, you we can use those weaknesses as as a picture of what God can do in spite of those weaknesses for somebody else who is dealing with that. And no lie, there are times when it's like, I don't care about somebody else. Like, who who cares? I had to go through this to help that person over there. At this moment in time, I don't really care about that person over there. Ah, But he does. <laughs> But he does, and my goal in life is to is supposed to be each and every day to become more and more like him. So I am supposed to care about that person over there, and whether I have this weakness or not, I'm still supposed to be lifting the weights. I guess I should do it this way. If I talked about triceps, but I'm still supposed to be lifting those weights. I'm still supposed to be working those muscles out, and not just highlighting my strengths, but letting people know I do deal with this as well. I'm just as imperfect as the next guy. You know, that doesn't make me anything less at all. It doesn't make anybody anything less. I'm just as imperfect. I'm just as messed up as the next guy. We all are. Regardless of which label is stuck on you that you can't figure out how to get off. We're all just as messed up. We're all just as imperfect. Like, I don't don't know. I think if we would all realize that you mentioned the the TikTok reels and all that kind of stuff what is that like 30 seconds i can be perfect for 30 seconds you know that's just not real so i love that you said something
1: really good in there you said you know i need to remember that they are a child of god they are i do this on the road a lot <laughs> when someone's being you know a driver and I'm like, oh, yeah, they're a child of God. They're a child of God. God loves them. Keep your emotions to yourself. But why is it easier for us to preach that to others? Cause this is me, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, they're a child of God. They're a child of God. They, they didn't mean it yet. When I make a mistake, I am now not a child of God, just a failure. I don't need to eat healthy anymore because bah. and I've already messed up today, so I may as well just go have cherry pie for lunch and dinner, and I'm going to add some full-fat ice cream to this, and I might just eat the pie. You know, who cares? I don't need to love myself enough to work out. Mm -hmm. I don't need to love myself enough to eat healthy. I don't need to love myself enough to fix this. I'm good. It's the others. We're praying for everybody else. We're praying for everybody else. I do that so much, and it's the epitome of why I started this program. And it was for me like, Hey, like this world is too focused on us fixing everybody else. What about like this? Mm -hmm. This part of my mindset, can you break down a little bit because you've been there and you've done that. And now you coach this, the benefits or the, the things that are different in the methodized mom, that typical weight loss, health coaching does that this program really looks into it on a different level
0: um well for me when you first walk into any sort of weight loss program the idea is what is your goal weight period what is your goal weight and and then you kind of sort of get this box of okay this is the program fit yourself in this box and if if whatever is in me doesn't quite fit in the box, then the problem is me, not the program. And the difference for this one was, see, I, I had gone through a program, Lord, like 10 years ago now, where I I lost all the weight. I got to the, to the weight that I wanted. It was 129. That was the goal weight at that time. And I hit it. And I hated myself. I absolutely hated myself. It was supposed to be the answer. Once I lost the weight, I was supposed to like me again. And that is such a lie. And for me, what this program has done has made me look more inside and realize that a part of the eating healthy and part of the exercising is taking care of me mm. and realizing that there's worth in me that I am worth this extra work and I am work, worth that ex, that workout. I am worth the time to sit down and actually plan what I am going to make. We take so much time to plan other things out for work and like for church and for our kids and all this kind of stuff. We take so much time to plan those things out and we don't take any time for ourselves. And this realized, helped me to realize that I'm worth that. I'm worth that extra time. And mm. the fact that I might need that extra time doesn't mean there's something wrong with me. It, it, it means that I am worth that extra time. And it just, it made me, ch- it switched around just the way that I saw things that my main goal now isn't a specific number on a scale. Although there is a number that I would like to see. My main goal is in how I feel. And, in how I'm moving, how I'm moving is very, very important, very bad car accident, many broken bones, couple fun surgeries, all that kind of stuff. So how I move and how I continue to move is very, very important to me. How I build up the muscles in my body is very important so that when i'm sixty five celebrating a birthday I'm still moving and I'm not sitting in a wheelchair but what also helps with that is what I'm eating and this program also explained why I'm eating what I'm eating not just here shove this in your face and shut up no you're eating this because of the nutrients that are in it and this helps with this and that helps with that and that builds up this and um it was just it was much more a whole picture. And if something specifically didn't work for me, it's because I am a unique individual. I am different. So what works for Heather Curran might not necessarily work for Christy Caruso. What 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 builds up Heather Curran in, in working out and in the way that she likes working out is going to be different for what it is, what works for Christy Caruso. And that's because Heather Curran is different than Christy Caruso. We are two very different individuals. And in that difference, there there is such beauty in our differences. I believe that our differences all throughout the world, if we could figure out just how much stronger that actually makes us as a society and as people, man, we would be unbeatable. But those differences are, are our strength. We learn from those differences. we can pull from that. we can grow from that. That didn't work for you. Well, let's figure out you know what we can do. Let's pull this person in here. you grow a larger team, you grow a bigger support group, which I have a bigger support group. I get inspiration so often from the conversations that I have from the ladies that, that I am working with it I it's awesome. It's like, I can't believe I get to do this every single day, but um, that has been the biggest thing is, is switching the way that I see it all as this isn't some boring and mundane. Oh my goodness. This is what I have to eat. No, this is what I get to eat and it fuels me in this way. Oh, I don't feel like working out, but I can work out. I still can. I had you. I had to teach myself a long time ago because I legitimately do hurt in some way shape or form every single day because of the way I broke my back it's just a part of life and I could sit there and look at that as an annoyance a problem I could be mad that this happened I wasn't driving the car I wasn't not paying attention I was asleep in the back seat of the car I had nothing to do with any of this and I could be mad at it or I could be thankful and those days when it hurts whether I like it or not, those days are a reminder that I'm still here. And it's a reminder that I'm still here and I'm not sitting in a wheelchair. I'm not mm. paralyzed. My legs are still working. I can still wiggle my toes, they fall asleep. If I stand too long, this is life. But it's 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 a chance to be grateful or if it's, it's a chance to be mad. Um, but this program just kind of sort of piled on top of that. Um, You can be thankful for who and what you are, and you can take care of who and what you are or not. Yeah,
1: it really does go down to choice, right? Like you can choose to believe the labels that the world has put on you and you keep thinking and telling yourself, or you can believe what God did isn't just a miraculous event 2000 years ago that he's living in us now, that his spirit is here And that he's fighting things that we don't even see. You know, I thought about this with Paxton because Paxton broke um, both arms or both both arms, both bones in his wrist. Um, And he said to me, mom, if I only just listened to you, when I I said, don't go to the boy's house, just stay at the ranks, I have an appointment. And these are our, our best friends down the street. Mom, if I just listened to you, I wouldn't have had this happen. But the flip side of that is, if he just listened to me, he wouldn't have had this happen and he wouldn't have the context to say, I should listen to my mom because when I don't listen to my mom, sometimes bad things happen. She actually does know what is best for me. So if he did just stay there and was grumpy and was mad because he would have been like Mm -hmm. what kid likes when you, you you parent them and tell them, no, if yours do, you have little angels and we all would like some of your children. (laughs) But my kids, when I tell them no, stomp upstairs, slam their doors. Tell me I'm a bad mom. Tell me this. Now that could have happened, Mm -hmm. but Paxton wouldn't have seen that I was trying to be a good mom by protecting him from something. So sometimes when God tells you, no, you have no idea what would have happened if he did open that door. You have no idea what people he was protecting you from, what Uh hospital bill he was protecting you from, what situation he's protecting you from. Just because we want to do it and we think, well, I should, because I can, doesn't mean that we actually should, because it's also okay to, to go, no, but that bad thing that happened, he wouldn't have known it was a bad thing if he didn't go, right? Like how many times this live is going over, right? We're going over the time oops, what, shocker, what could be happening now if it didn't, right? We will never know. Like every single moment is a blessing. Oh, your car got stuck. It could have saved you from an accident. Oh, you were late to work. Like I think about this all the time for 9-11 because my dad was supposed to be on one of these planes flying to California from Boston. We lived in Boston at the time. Um, And he didn't make it. And I don't remember why I was in high school, but he didn't make that flight for some reason. And he was mad. Like, I remember it because it was an early morning flight and I was heading to school and something had happened. Something was like me. He, he didn't make it. And I was like, it's all right. I'll see you when I get home, I guess. I I guess see you when I got home wouldn't have happened if he nope. made his flight. Right. And yep. we're so mad at the nose and so mad at the disappointments, but there are sometimes bigger disappointments and bigger things happening that we have no idea that you're actually being saved from because God said no yeah so instead of having a temper tantrum like my five-year-old or six-year-old or Mm 12-year-old or my 37-year-old self Mm -hmm. I need to learn that those no's are also good they're good for me yeah that's really side note to what we're talking about today but that's okay to I, wanted
0: to just, I wanted to stick something in there. We're talking about labels. And uh, one of the labels that's on me is that I am a mom. Um, I'm not quite sure why I'm wanting to say this, but um, I was always told that I wasn't, not that I wasn't going to be able to have children, but getting pregnant would be difficult for me. Um, and I grew up, my mom was a children's pastor Um, So I grew up always helping with kids church and getting things set up and uh, setting up chairs and tearing down chairs. And I always knew how the magic trick works and all that kind of stuff. Um, And I got to a point with all of that, that, I was perfectly okay with the idea of not having children because I saw the incredible responsibility that they were. I saw, I don't know how many times over these parents who did everything right. And oh my gosh, do you see what that kid is like? You see what that kid is doing. I saw how much work you put into a life, and the guarantee there is no guarantee that it's going to work. I didn't want the responsibility. I didn't want. I didn't want to have to deal with that. I didn't want that mm-hmm. sitting on my shoulders. And um, three weeks after I got married, I was pregnant. Okay, um, and for anybody who thinks that that means that I was perfect, that is not true, um, but. It took me a very long time to be okay with that idea. We had planned our lives out, Uh, even even going to the condo that we had bought because that condo wasn't built for children. He was okay with not having children, Um, not a horrible childhood, but not the happiest childhood. He was perfectly okay with that idea. And to sit there and be okay with, I am going to be a mom, That took me a minute. And I've, I've had people be mad at me for that. Mm. Um, I have a girlfriend who had to work hard. She spent tens of thousands of dollars on IVF um, treatments so that she could have her two boys. Um, but it's, it's very interesting. We all have a different take on what a label is. And while some see being mom as such a big, huge blessing, it took me a minute to be okay with that blessing, I have two kids. I wouldn't trade it for anything, you know. But I had to work through it in my own head and in my own mind. That okay, this is good. This is a good thing. This will be a good thing. It mm. it really did. And that's supposed to be something that we're always just supposed to be happy with. And mm, I was not in the beginning, but I wear that label proudly now. Most of the time, there are some moments, (laughs) but I just wanted to stick that in there because so often like that success that some people see is so important and so amazing and so awesome. We're like, I didn't want that. That wasn't what I was praying for. That wasn't how I saw this working out. He knows what he's doing. He, He knows what he's doing. I'm amazed that I was given the responsibility of two lives. I cannot believe that I have the responsibility of two lives. But it's not just a responsibility. It's a blessing and it is a joy. It is a challenge, but it is a joy. But yeah, how we define those labels is also that's that's a big one. So
1: yeah. I love Christy's testimony. We're gonna get her on here just too to talk about only that one day. It would be more than 30 minutes. It always is. So (laughs) (laughs) I like that Um, you said that, and I love your whole testimony, but I will go through, um, I am, this is how you're gonna think I'm not a Christian. I'm obsessed with Squid Games. I think it's like the best. I also like like the Hunger Games, all of those things. So Mm -hmm. we finished Squid Games this weekend and I cried. So maybe that does mean um, I've got a soul. There's a heart. <laughs> there is a heart in here. But like all these people, I won't spoil alert if you're also not saved like me. We can stop. <laughs> <Listen> <laughs> you can pause it and fast forward. They get the winner gets the money at the end, right? Like that's what they're like. I'm gonna be happy when I have the money. I'm gonna be happy when. And guess what? The winner. I won't say boy or girl, because if you haven't finished it, there's a mix. The winner at the end has so much money, so much. You could do anything you wanted, Mm -hmm. anything. And there's a discussion that happens at the end. And he goes, you know, if you're constantly waiting to have an abundance of something, when you finally get that abundance, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You know what? He's still a year later. Shoot. I gave it up a year later. This person who won um, was still living like they were poor, mm-hmm. like they were in debt, like they had nothing. They were asking for like $20. Like, Can I borrow $20? And the bank guy who was talking to him was like, you know, you have $45 billion in your bank account, right? Like there's $45 billion and you're asking me for a 20.
0: It's all yep. up
1: here. It doesn't matter if you get to your weight loss goal and this is still messed up that you're worthless. It doesn't matter if you have all the money in the world. If you still think you're poor, it doesn't matter what we do. If we still think that we're bound by these chains of our past and what we called ourselves and what we were, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You have got to fix this Mm -hmm. because if you don't stop being self-destructive, being 45 pounds lighter, doesn't matter. You're still going to fix it. Mm-hmm. Being a healthier eater won't matter, mm-hmm. because you're still going to self-sabotage eventually. Mm-hmm. So how do you stop that? And the other thing that you said, I have the honor and privilege of being a mom, and it's a blessing. In order for it to continue being a blessing, you have to take care of yourself. And so often yeah. we're like, "Oh, I'm a good mom, I come last." And we glorify mm-hmm. this. Like it's something like, "I come last. No, no, everyone else gets the shirt and the good food. And I eat the crust of the grilled cheese and I like whip something up. That's really delicious. And I end up being so tired from doing everything for everyone else that I'm last. I say yes to everything at church. I say yes to everything at the PTO. I say yes, yes, yes. I do all the things which the world views as good ma. Mm -hmm. Yet I'm dying inside because Mm -hmm. I don't have time for the word. I don't have time to take care of my heart because guess what you eating the leftover grilled cheese, isn't something we should be like praising. Guess what? You're starving yourself. You don't have the energy to do what you really need to do. You lose your temper on your kids way easier than you would. Yes. You lose your temper on your husband way easier than you would. If you just said, I'm going to take a few minutes and plan out what I'm going to eat for lunch this week. Yeah. Because I need to fuel myself. I need to take a time back. I need to be bored so that I can allow the spirit to talk to me and not just constantly be being filled with what the people around me are telling me I am or who Mm -hmm. I should be or what I should do.
0: We need to let him fill us up
1: girl. Yes.
0: We need to let him fill us up. That way we can pour out into others in that PTO meeting in a way that they've never been poured into. I have nothing to do with the PTO.
1: Neither do I. <laughs>
0: but uh, um, I don't ever
1: want to either. That's not my calling.
0: <laughs> that's mine either. God bless them. I help out. I do help with their events. But other than that, no. But you can pour out into them. There's there's one of those inferences that's been online a few times that um, we talk about the operating on empty, that sometimes Mm. God wants you to operate on empty so that you can see what he can do in you when you are that empty. But I do not believe that that is his will for us on a regular basis. He wants to fill us up. He wants to make us whole. He wants us to know that we are loved and that we are special and that we are important so that we can take that love and we can fill others up with it. And we can pass that joy on to other people we can pass that faith on to people why are you always so happy oh well it's not necessarily happiness it's joy 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 my heart is overflowing with joy why aren't you worried about this stuff don't worry about anything instead pray about everything i get to tell god what I need. I get to cast my cares on the Lord. There's this whole conversation on Facebook right now of of the people who are the parents of the fifth, sixth, and seventh grade center, which was closed down on Friday in my area about, oh my goodness, what is going to happen next? What are we going to do next? When are we going to be closed down next? These people are idiots. They don't know what they're doing. Yes, they do know what they're doing. This is being perfect. This is being terrible. And I actually got in there. I'm pretty sure I shut down the conversation, not purposely, but I said, this is where I am so grateful for my faith. Because when all this stuff goes through my head, I get to sit down and pray. Mm. I don't understand anything about this virus. I don't think anybody understands anything about this virus, but I most certainly can pray. I pray for my kids. I pray for your kids. I pray for the parents. I pray for our administration. I pray for our country. What can I do? I can't solve this. I'm not a scientist. Somehow, though, we do have to get back to living life with this virus. But I pray. When I start to worry about it, I get to pray. Why are you always so happy? Because I'm not carrying all of this on my shoulder. You know, all these blessings aren't sitting on my shoulder, weighing me down. I get to turn them around to Him. You know, to be able to say that to a group of parents for 2000 kids. That's awesome. That's awesome. But he does. He wants to fill us up. He wants to fill us up. He wants to fill us up. If we just give him a chance, he will fill us up with all the strength and the perseverance and the wisdom that we need if we just give him a chance. But he is a, he's a wonderful God. I always said, he's a perfect gentleman. He's not going to force himself on you if you don't open yourself up to that love and to that joy and to that peace, he's not going to shove it down your throat. He's sitting there saying, here it is. Come get it. Come to me. I'll take all your cares on me. I'll take all your burdens on me. Give it all to me. Let me fill you up. But we got to come to him. We got to take the time. Love Bob. Isn't she great? We should have Christy on every day. <laughs> so that I want to not lead mean this. that I am perfect at doing that every single day. Just for oh God. No. No. We're not. We're not called to be perfect.
1: We're called to progress and get yes. better. So I want to lead us into some scripture on this because there are many examples of labels on or in the bible right of people labeling themselves of the world labeling people of people labeling themselves and Haggai when um the temp when they came back all the 60,000 people came back the young generation is saying yes we're going to rebuild a temple it's going to be great the old generation is crying and saying but this will this is ruined did you see Solomon's temple Also, there's only 60,000 of us. We used to have, and as we get older, we do that. Like, I'm 210 pounds. How did I get here? Like, how did this even happen? This isn't supposed to be, it used to be so much better. We can choose to be like the new that lives in us, the new Christian, the new spirit that lives in us and say, yes, we get to build this again on a solid foundation or- Mm -hmm. We can cry over it and think about what was, what could have been, and what what had been, yep. right? I want to be like that new generation going, there's 60,000 of us, not, there's only 60,000? Yep. I've got 10 pounds to my goal. I still have 10 pounds to my goal. This used to be a huge temple build, built with gold. We're going to build it better. This was a big building built with gold and it's gone. Mm -hmm. Like It's gone. Are you looking at the rubble as a blessing or are you looking at the rubble as a burden in your cap and that it's not going to be any better? In Galatians uh, 2.20, Paul, everyone knows if you've listened to my podcast once, Paul is my favorite. I have books and books and books and books and books about Paul. I love him because he's me. Like I I see myself. In him. I was a sinner. I didn't find Christ until after my son was born. I married a preacher's son, <laughs> like bless him. Cause I wasn't saved then. So don't know how that worked out, but it did. And God knew that there was something in me that I didn't see myself yet. But the same way we wrestle with my grandfather was an angry person. My dad was an angry person. My grandmother was an angry person. So that just means I'm an angry person. That's just who I am. Or mm-hmm. I've always struggled with body image, image. I saw my grandmother try diet after diet after diet. I saw my mom yo-yo diet. Yeah, obviously I'm going to try this juicing and this optivia and this other thing and this and this and this. And I'm never going to find lifelong sustainable health because look at my past. Like that's not who I am. Uh, you're willing to adopt these labels that weren't even placed on you as your yeah. own because of what you saw. We need to remember what Jesus did not just what we can see with our eyes there's so much being done unseen that we need to have faith with and paul had to go through that too he was a a murderer he was an attacker of christ he did everything he could to take out people following jesus he was violent but paul also allowed all of those past labels to be nailed to the cross with jesus he didn't hold on to them he still had them, but he was not defined by them mm-hmm. anymore. Right? I have been crucified. That's what Galatians 2.20 says. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Are you living and honoring yourself like Christ lives in you? Or are you destroying self-sabotaging and hating yourself because of what you did in the past? Mm-hmm. If there is an example of someone who did all the wrongs, it's Paul. And he still has a book in the Bible. (laughs) He still grew Jesus church. He still grew Christianity. If he can do it, you can do it. I see that all the time. If I can lose the weight, you can lose the weight. Forget the weight. If he can work for Christ and change as much as he did, you can too. Because when we accept Jesus, your old self dies, have the funeral, get over it, bury and burn the labels, move into tattooing on you who you are. You don't have to actually get the tattoos, but you need to tattoo that in your brain of who you are. Paul was a self-righteous fool. Are we Mm -hmm. all not? I was. Mm -hmm. I can do it. I've got this. I don't need anybody else. Me, 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 me. I'm fine. I built this. I did that. Well, when it all comes crashing down, who's to blame when it's only you? you and now guess what all of those labels are true in your mind Mm -hmm. When things fall down and it's more than you it goes all right god's got something bigger he's gonna build he's He's brought me through much worse than this solomon's temple he's gonna build more Mm -hmm. the other verse on this that i love is romans 6 6 although romans 12 is my favorite verse but romans 6 6 for we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves. Are you a slave to your labels? Mm. Was the woman at the well a slave to her label? She doesn't even have a name in the Bible. She's just the woman at the well. But she was labeled mm. a, a lot. She couldn't hold a marriage. She was. Sleeping with a man she wasn't married to, or fifth or sixth—I can't remember what she was on Christy, but it was a lot of men that she was
0: mm-hmm. married
1: to, and and on and on. But Jesus didn't label her by what the world called her and what she called herself. Mm-hmm. And she changed a whole town because of her interaction with Jesus. She said, "Oh, I'm not," and He said something to me, and I'm going to tell everyone. Stop worrying about it. What everyone's going to think? Imagine if she did that. She's like, they're not going to believe me. I'm just a insert whatever mean word you want to put about yourself in there. I'm just yeah. a. They're not going to listen to me. Yeah. Imagine if she did that. She's like, oh, this is good. Thank you, Jesus. But I'm still not good. Mm-hmm. He's not calling to you to live in that still not good. No. Nope. And then we have Rahab who we all know was a prostitute very clearly in the bible if you haven't read through the bible lately you really should there's a lot of good stuff in there um and it's not just things that happened then i mean i read through even haggai right and the destruction that they came back of, of what solomon's temple was is that not the state that our country is in right now yep like this rubble this is what we've got this is what we're working with right now are you kidding me? I don't know if my kids are going to school. I don't know when I'm going back to work. I don't know if I'm gonna be laid off or not. You can spend that time worrying just like the elders did of that time, or you can be inspired. The Bible isn't just something that happened back then. It's living, breathing word of God that transcends time. So Rahab, I digress, prostitute, right? That's her label. She had a red light on her door. Like, yep, this is where you come. This is where you go. Come on in. Red light district. Rahab's here for you. Mm -hmm. But God's people and God didn't see her as that label. He saw her for what she was going to do for God's people. And she became a lineage Mm -hmm. for Jesus to work because she didn't like the label. Define her she was unclean. she should have been you, sh- you can't be here. I'm mm-hmm. unclean. you can't be here. I know that you're here for for Jesus. I know about that. Another thing, even your enemy knows that you're saved by Jesus, so he's gonna use those labels to hold you back a lot. So if you're feeling like you're being held back, guess what It's probably because you're going in the right direction. If you feel like you're up against a lot of opposition, it's because you're moving in the right direction. If you feel like Oh my gosh, yes, but also no. No, 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 no. If you're nervous and worried and and facing these trials, it's probably because you're moving in the right direction. The enemy is not going to make it easy. No, you're working towards God's kingdom. He is going to make it easy. However, like a slip and slide without the rocks when you're going in the wrong direction. Without the rocks. (laughs) God, the rocks when we were kids, they killed me. I'm surprised I'm alive. I really shouldn't be. That's funny. So one last thing, and then I'll let you close up too. The reason I do what I do and we label coach, although I hate it because in the world's term coach, because we believe so much of these worldly labels, we then believe other people worldly labels like coach, I'm a beach body health coach. And I have nothing against beach body. I actually really like their workout programs. But you trust those people because they have a label coach and think that they have a degree and they know what they're doing. But if you look at the real truth, they're not most of the time. Or you talk about these other weight loss programs. Like, oh, I'm a health coach. I've got this. All right, well, show me the truth in that. But we don't we don't look for the truth anymore because we put so much weight on these outside labels. Mm-hmm. Look for the truth what you're doing. Look for the truth in who Jesus says you are. Look for the truth in your mindset when you're wrestling things. Don't just take things at surface level. It's not going to get you to your goals and it certainly is not going to maintain them. Hmm. What we work so much in the Methodized Mom on is breaking labels and putting that back on the Lord, right? Labels, Lord. And we view it as a failure. Sometimes when we start to recognize these things, like, Oh, I must be a failure. Look at how much I really do want to eat. No, you're actually just recognizing it. That's a huge win. Mm-hmm. You used to not recognize emotional eating at all. You used to not recognize any of this at all. This is a big win. No, it's a failure. No, it's not. It's a good thing. So instead of viewing these labels in these situations, in these failures to fix our eyes on what we're not, allow them to fix our eyes on what we can be with the great I am that
0: is Jesus. Anything you want to add, Christy, now that we've gone way over? Now that we've gone way over, I would just encourage you even just do a search online, um, who I am in Christ, um, and find some Bible verses that speak to you, that you can hold to, that remind you who you are when those failures supposedly flash up in your face um so that you have a verse it is it is important to know that scripture and to have it memorized so that you can lean on it you're not always going to have a bible sitting in front of your face although we do normally have you can have it on an app on your phone but um look them up, put it, write it down separately, put it in a separate place, put it somewhere where you can see it, where you can grab it out, stick it in the notes on your phone um, so that you can remind yourself who he has created you to be, Um, which nowhere in there did it say, I've created you to be perfect. He created us in his image. He didn't create us in his perfect image. Um, We are to be as much like him as possible. We are never going to be exactly like Christ. If if we could be, then he wouldn't be much of a God to be worshipped. But. And then I would encourage you to take a minute to sit there and look at the labels that you have sitting on your forehead or sitting on your shoulders or being stuck to your back and decide for yourself, not because we told you to, but decide for yourself. No, I'm not a failure. No, I'm not uh, lazy. No, I'm not a liar. No, I'm not just filled with anxiety. There's no way i ever I'm ever going to get rid of that. No, I'm not just a helpless worrier. No, I'm not this. I am a child of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I've I've said it before, he he doesn't create a waste of space. He doesn't create a waste of time. Each and every single one of us has a purpose here. And when he created us, he looked at each and every single one of us and said, it was good. It was good. So start with that. You are good. According to the Lord, you are good. He said, I'm going to take that one. I'm going to put that one right there. You guys have no idea how powerful that one is right there. I'm going to stick that one right there. I just to encourage you to open that Bible thing that we talk about a lot and pull from that. Pull from that. If We're constantly looking for answers and solutions and all that kind of stuff. And it's sitting right there in front of our faith. Mm, take advantage of it. It was written for us. So. That's all. My, my last thing, Christy's telling
1: you to pull off the labels. The great thing about the label defined in the dictionary is a <laughs> slip of paper or cloth. It's much easier to remove than we are giving it. We are giving it more power than it should have. We can just, it is not hard. Y'all, this is a, these are bills. <laughs> like these are not hard to take off. This little label, remove it. It has nothing on the chains that were broken for you. Stop putting weight on a piece of paper that someone called you. Stop putting weight on the words that someone called you and start remembering that you're a child of God and who you really are. So that when this label comes at me and says, I don't, I don't know, I'm in debt. I am overweight. I am this, I am that. You go, mm-hmm. no, I'm not any of these things. This is just another piece of paper. Toss it girl. You've got the power to toss it, toss it. All right. Yep. I love you, Christy. You did amazing. You always do. <laughs> I hope that this was encouraging to you. If you want more information on the methodized mom and how it is transforming more than just your body, more than just your nutrition, but your mindset for you and breaking chains of these, these labels that you've put on yourself and that other people have put on you. And you're ready to break that for not only yourself, but for your children and your mm-hmm. children's children. Let's talk. And you can comment below labels. And we will start a conversation to see if this program is right for you, because guess what? It's not always for everybody. Yeah. And that's okay, but we can find something that is, I've got a good repertoire of people. <laughs> All right. Have an awesome day. Ladies, thanks for hanging out with us. I hope that you had an awesome time. I hope that the spirit spoke to you. It spoke to me, Christy. So thank you. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and happy birthday. I hope you have an amazing rest of much. your day and you get some cherry pie. We'll see. We'll see. (laughs) All right. I will talk to you later. Bye, Christy. Have a great afternoon, everybody. Bye-bye,
0: everybody.